Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning together Pinchas Shani, the second Aliyah in Parshas Pinchas. And while this is a long Aliyah, it is 47 Psukim in total, running from Perik Chavov, Pasuk Hei, to Pasuk Nun Aleph. And the main point is the counting of the nation of Israel. We hear about the count of all of Israel and certain details were thrown in there about some of the tribes. So just as a basic overview summary, we hear that in the tribe of Reuven, there are four heads of family, 43,730 in total count. And we're told about Dustin and Aviron and the whole business of Korach. Then we hear about the tribe of Shimon with five heads of family and 22,200 in count. That's a severe drop in numbers, and that's because of the plague, which wiped out a lot of Shimon following the episode of, Kor- of, of Baal Peor in the whole Zimri and Cosby episode. Then we hear about the tribe of God with seven heads of family, 40,500 count. We hear about the tribe of Yehuda with five heads of family and 76,500 count. Um, thrown in as the details about Aaron Onan and the family of Yehuda, which did make it and did not make it as well. We then hear about Zavulun with three heads of family and 60,500 count. The tribe of Menashe, eight heads of family, 52,700 uh, 52, uh, count. And we hear about the daughter of Slavkot who come from Menashe. There afterwards you hear about Ephraim with four heads of families and uh, 32,500 as their number count. Notice that Ephraim and Menashe are switched from the first count in Pashas by Midbar to Pashas Pinchas 40 years or 39 years later. We now hear about Binyamin, who has seven heads of family and 45,600 in their accounts, and the tribe of Dun, with one head of family and 64,400 account. Asher, five heads of family, 53,400 count, and we also hear about, as the details, Serach Bas Asher, who is in, who's in, listed here. Then we hear about Naphtali, with four heads of family, 54,400 count, and the final tally is given at 600,730 men above the age of 20 who are part of the army. So let's understand a few basic questions on this idea, just to understand this in context. First of all, why are we counting here? Why does this count happen? Rashi quotes the Medrash Tanchuma, which gives us two options. He gives us a parable to a shepherd who has a wolf attack the sheep, and he comes back and he sees the wolf have ravaged some of the sheep in the corral, so he goes afterwards to count and see who the remaining sheep are. So Hashem has just seen that there's been a plague among Israel, so he now counts Israel to see who has survived after the whole plague ensuing after the deaths, uh, the deaths at Balpur. That's what he's asking Moshe to do. Another possibility the Medrash Tanchumas suggests is that when Moshe received his le- re- the reins of leadership, the beginning of the desert, he counted the Bnei Israel. Now that he's handing them off to the next leader, this is the end of the desert experience. Most of our parasha is focusing on looking into the land of Israel. And being as that's the case, Moshe now is to hand them off. He needs to count them again as he hands them over. Another question, what are the heads of the families based on? There's a, so we see in each tribe over here, it lists a certain number of the heads of the families um, of each of these tribes. So where did those heads come from? Where are they measured from? So it, 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 the complicated thing is the Ramban points out is it's not those 70 souls who came out, came to Egypt in the first place as is listed in Pashas of Ayigash, because there are more and less than those people per se. Um, it, it, it's also not the, all the children of each Shevet, because as an example, Binyamin has 10 children, but only seven of them are listed here as the Rosh Avos. So which is it? So the Ramban says perhaps these emerged as natural leaders or family leaders when the, um, in Egypt, and they became the Rosh Avos based on their leadership, based on the initiative they took and the, um, for the rest of the nation. And that's perhaps how they emerged, because it isn't about all the children or all the boy a Mitzrayim. 
Rashi points out famously that each um, the each head of family is ensconced in the letters Hey and Yud. So, for instance, and the first one we we, we hear about. Mishpachas Chanoch and is called Ha Chanochi. So the family name, the, the the family name is Chanoch, and the uh, he is Ha Chanochi with a Ha at the beginning and a Yud at the end. Rashi explains that that's to show that because the nations perhaps was sus- suspecting whether Israel emerged from Egypt only as Israelites, not mixed in and assimilated into the Egyptian culture, because perhaps they married into them, assimilated into the Egyptian culture. Kodesh Baruch Hu puts his name, which is a Yud and a He onto each family to give the stamp of approval that these are purely only the children of Israel. Why now is this a claim that needs to be dealt with? So the Kleyakar explains that because the nation of Israel have just displayed their flexibility when it comes to their morality, so when they meet the daughters of Midian and Moab, suddenly there's a there's this whole thing going on. And then the nations say, well, that must have been what happened in Egypt. So specifically here is when this validation needs to be given as well. One thing which is fascinating is you see that the numbers don't change so drastically over the 40 years. In fact, the final count here is 1,820 less than who they were at the beginning of the desert at, in Parshas by Midbar, where we that was just essentially the second year of being in the Midbar. So how, why what is, uh, do they not grow so much? What accounts for this the, this this called stability? So. Um, one one point is that although they did grow, there were a number of plagues which wiped out many people. So, for instance, after Korach, after the the Miraglim, after Tavera, there were a number of times where Bnei Israel were were uh, cut down. So perhaps that accounts for the the population growth. The Chizkuni says that it's to show that that um, Hakadosh Baruch Hu does not make success because of might and numbers, and he'll allow them to conquer the land even with smaller numbers than what they claimed they had at the beginning. The Kleyako points out that despite the plague of the um, of Baal Peor, despite all these terrible times where Bnei Israel lost people, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is demonstrating that they never dropped below the 600,000 number, which is the basic number of completion in the nation of Israel as well. Finally, the Rabbeinu Bechaya points out that it's important to remember that the number of Israel is not exactly correct because we're only countering the men of 20 years and above an army servicemen. This excludes women. This excludes young children. This excludes the sick and elderly, those people who perhaps would have a, uh, the ability to, to be outside of the service of the army. And that is because Israel is really beyond counting. So the Barabbana Bechai reminds us that as much as this is the called Chomash HaPakudim, this is the, the, the book which talks about the counting of Israel, and we hear about this count and it's done very decisively, it really is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of who the nation of Israel truly is. So this concludes the counting. We'll see that the, this counting is going to be significant for the next section of the parasha, and that is about entering the land of Israel. With this, we close the second Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.